Oh man! Oh, I love it. This is like uh, wow. this is like an episode of uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. this is turning into. This is like yeah. confessions. Yeah. MAB confessions. Yeah. The yeah. showdown's like... taking a turn. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the MAB Sports Podcast, episode 17, coming at you as we always do, and we have a show that's on fire for you today. Um, we are going to be talking a lot of different subjects. I am back in New York, most awesome. I know yep. I was traveling these yep. last weeks. Uh, what have you been up Mab to? Stu- Mab Studios East. Mab You're Studios back East. In the building. Yep. Oh, it's been a, it's been a week of... Helter Skelter. First, I want to come out there and just uh, make a correction from last week's episode, episode 16. Okay. Uh, the lovely Joe Booth came out and gave me credit in one of the tales from the frat of purchasing the popsicle for the young lad who threw it against the garage. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that, that we give the Mab credit where the Mab credit is due. Okay. And Mabber Bing was actually the guy who shelled out the shekels for that kid to throw the uh, popsicle against the wall. So I want to make right. sure it's known that he was the one. I don't Dang. want Dolph or anyone else getting involved. Yeah, it was, it wasn't Dolph. This emails. is like, okay. This is all you. This is you just being above the fray and being like, I got to let them know that it was it was Bing who was throwing his money around and trying to like, exactly, the exactly. Okay. And Joe was Joe was a beautiful soul and going diving right straight head of four. And I didn't want to stop the train because it was great, but I wanted to make sure that we got that correction on the board because most awesome, if if not anything, is honest. That's, that's true, and I think to make up for it, most awesome. Maybe did you spend the last week maybe just finding a kid that you could buy a popsicle for real fast, and just like to kind of make it technically true that you like bought a popsicle? I I actually I I doubled up on that. I actually bought an ice cream cake, an Oreo <laughs> okay. ice cream cake. For, it was for mm. my own daughter. It was for her birthday. But does that Counts. still count? Count it. Count Counts. It. Yeah, I'm counting it. Well, then yes. Cake. Then the answer is yes. All right. Well, you heard it here. So, yeah. uh, Dolph, stay off her ass. We did the correction, and. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, thanks, Joe, for being on that. We got, um, should I give him the rundown? What are we doing this week, brother? Kill him with the rundown right, let's right hit now. It. Let's hit it. Um, we are going to do, uh, riff from the headlines, we're going to do most memorable NBA number one overall draft picks. Uh, we're going to pop into MAMA parenting tips, and then we're going to do the Neapolitan Showdown. And this week we have, <laughs> ooh, man, I see it in your eyes. You're ready, you're ready. We are doing. Well, I'm just feeling high off the wind last week. I'm just feeling high. And now I know what, like, a Golden State and, like, Such the Washington Capitals win. felt like yeah. when you're when you're walking into town and people are, like, waving to you and mm, saying yeah, hi. That's and people what it are feels buying like. drinks yeah, yeah. and right, I'm right, just popping champagne and Moet. I can't wait to get to that motherfucker. We're talking uh, top three Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons. Uh, then we're going to pop over to the Brandana Gambling Corner. Mm-hmm. And this is segment five of eight of our NFL futures. We're going to be talking the NFC East. A lot of shakeups oh, there, baby. A lot of shakeups. Uh, and then we'll finish as we always do with our MVPs and our sixty-second tale from the frat. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess to get to the Neapolitan showdown, we're going to have to start this show. So let's just do that right now. Bring us to the jams. Extra, extra, read all about it. Talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, most awesome. We're doing most memorable NBA number one overall draft picks. Why are we doing that this week, brother? 
Well, because on Thursday, uh, the young, the new class, the 2018 class has now been drafted, and they've moved their way in. DeAndre Ayton was the next in line for number one overall draft pick. So you and I, Brandana, were sitting there thinking about, well, let's let's talk about what's been the most memorable number one overalls that have ever occurred, have ever happened in the NBA uh, draft history. Yeah, yeah and also, so, I, I, uh, yeah, and I think we didn't have to get, obviously there's like, you know, Magic Johnson, like LeBron James, these are all like obviously memorable because they're just absolute game changers. But uh, there's kind of different angles we could take on this. Go ahead. What do you got out of the gate? No, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with my number three, and I actually, I, I, I ranked them, and I think this is okay. this is in in the order into which the number one overalls are not just memorable, but just the best in class. And I'm gonna go with my number three. Oh. I'm gonna go with Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Okay. The, the 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 number one overall pick uh, back in 1969. He was a six-time NBA champ, six-time MVP, 19-time All-Star, and he's a career scoring leader overall. I, I don't think you can get any more memorable than that. Plus, not to mention coming out of UCLA, three-time national championship winner. Um, the dude was as highly touted as you could back in the day. He's got a little he's bit of a, he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder right now, right? Is that right? Oh yeah, he's a little, he's a little salty. <laughs> Kareem's what? a little salty. What is he? I mean, he's just upset that he played on like you know one of the most storied franchises in the NBA, and it's just like his name doesn't get mentioned in the top five. Like, it's just does he feel overshadowed? I thought there was like a statue comp- controversy. Also, does he have one in front of a? Uh... No, he's got. I don't believe he does. Yeah, and I think he although I, I haven't been out to the new Staples Center in a while, so I don't think he does. I mean, his jersey is retired. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure his jersey's retired with the Bucks as well too. But no, I think he was always kind of a little aloof. I mean, he came up in the era. You know, during the civil rights era, and he was a prominent black athlete. So I do think, like, you know, he's always kind of played that role. Same thing with, like, Bill Russell. He's kind of in that same category of, am I, you know, a uh, a leader for just, uh, you know, not just in sports, but I also have things to say and, you know, opinions that, that matter. And it's also how we got the name of our basketball team in the front, correct? This is true. This is true. <laughs> co-pilots, right? Co-pilots, From airplanes. co-pilots. Uh, awesome, brother. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out of the gate. I put, this is funny that this name has come up twice on this podcast, and it's been me who's brought it up. I'm talking okay. Chris Weber. So, so I was kind of looking at this, and it's just kind of, uh, I don't, I dug in with a little bit because I didn't even realize uh, I'm not a huge NBA guy growing up. So this, uh, this mm-hmm. was a lot of fun to kind of see some of the shit that went down. And it was just, uh, you know, it was a big blockbuster trade, right? It was uh, Magic yeah. drafted him in 93. And then mm-hmm. uh, is the first sophomore since uh, Magic Johnson, like to come out of college and get drafted. And then before he even you know puts on a Magic jersey and dribbles a basketball, like uh, he gets traded to Golden State for Penny Hardaway and three first round picks. Yeah, huge haul, huge haul for uh, the Golden State Warriors. So here's the thing: is is if uh, if you don't know that that time that draft actually traveled out of New York, and do you know where it traveled to, Brandana? 
I'm not. I don't want to put you on the spot here. No, no, I like it. No, no. I, everyone knows I'm not the talent. I don't have any pressure here. Like no one has to drink. Right. Like I can just take a guess. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't Indiana, was it? No, it wasn't. It was actually Detroit. <laughs> it was Detroit. Oh, it was. And, and it was. And and young, most awesome, Mr. Four Star got tickets. We went to the 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 Palace of Auburn Hills, and we actually watched that NBA draft in person. So can you imagine how boring it is watching it on TV? Now let's just ramp it up by being live and in person. And yeah. You know, you don't get all the TV to go along with it, but yeah. uh, just so you know, just so everyone knows how tied to the game I am, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. That draft, um, obviously, Weber was a Michigan kid and and grew up from Detroit, so it was particularly exciting. Um, but that was also, if you guys remember, George Murasan, the big seven foot center who played on the Washington Bullets, who was drafted in the second round. He's, yeah. He had a, a great line because he didn't he spoke no English. And he, uh, he, the only thing he could say was, I love this game, which uh-huh. was played as their clip. And so that was in that yeah. draft as well, too. But yeah, that was, that was a very memorable trade, that, that whole trade. I do wonder if, if, if Weber, if the Magic had kept Weber, he could have played with, Sha- with Shaquille O'Neal. Like, I think he yeah. could have well, this kind of worked got, with them. Yeah, I was going to ask you if this was kind of the start of the run where it's just, we need to get like a skilled outside threat, you know, before everyone was some version of a skilled outside threat or you needed to be as a big guy like we need to team him up with like a really talented guard to like have a mm-hmm. run in the championship because they kind of like went to get like penny hard away and like it, it kind of makes sense i wanted to ask you that real fast also um and thanks for being our correspondent in the field for that day i had no idea that you're gonna I, that, was live. that was live that was <laughs> live big it's hard to say that this orlando team and i thought about the uh, i don't know if you saw that documentary that uh, 30 for 30 that magic moment but yes, kind of I did. Digging in there and get to see it, it's just like, man, how did they not come away with one? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, the whole the the ego of it and the ego of Shaq. I mean, that's why I don't have Shaq on my top three list in terms of memorable first round, first round or first overall picks. Yeah. Just because I do think, like, yes, he did win three championships. I'm sorry, excuse me, four championships. He only had one one MVP, and he only had eight first team all nba in a 19 year career i mean yeah, and I, th- I think we talked of... about that I, I know it was uh it was a point that i hit and i want to see if you agreed i think on a previous episode maybe episode six or seven that you know i it's just like it's hard to see this shaquille o'neal to me for all intents and purposes could have been like one of the greatest of all time yeah but he put in yeah. like not not that kind of he doesn't have that same like Kobe, like Michael, like I don't, I don't feel like the have to win or I'm gonna explain. And that's the thing is, is at his apex, there was none better, right? Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of baggage that came along with it, and a lot of side ventures, and obviously we talked about it in, in pods past and yeah. that whole thing. I mean, he just wasn't, he wasn't dedicated to the game. A lot, of, a lot of commercials for the general. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like right, right, exactly. <laughs> My number two memorable. I'm going with uh, with Tim Duncan. That's my number two. Is it number two? Well, yeah, yeah. I I didn't have any order, but yeah, I had that. Let me hear. uh, Well, I'll I'll do mine real fast because yours is going to be a deeper dive. And then uh, the the big thing that just hit me was like the Celtics had a uh, 36% chance of winning that lottery. And it's just kind of funny like how stuff like that just can change the entire NBA landscape. And it, you know, it it gave San Antonio this legacy and this reputation, almost, you know, being the go-to example for what a small market team can do 
when they don't right. have to be like the underdog. But please, please dive in, take it further. Yeah, no, and it's so funny too that you mentioned the percentages on that. Going back to the Weber one, Orlando had like they were a forty-one and forty-one team. They had like a less than one percent chance of getting that first overall pick, and and then Boston was the team that was their heart was broken and losing Tim Duncan. They ended up famously turning in, uh, I believe, Chauncey Billups at three and Ron Mercer at six. Check your stats on that one. That's just off off the dome right there. Oh, man, I think that's uh, pretty damn close. No one's going to get a drink. Recreation drink, though, if you'd like. Exactly. Take one. So put, yeah, <laughs> pop one back if you want. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, he was super heralded coming out of college and was very lightly recruited out of high school because he was from the Bahamas and no one really knew. But Dave Odom, the coach at Wake Forest, saw him, and uh, he struggled initially. He almost ended up redshirting as a freshman, um, but then Maktar Njai ended up transferring to uh, Michigan. Um, he ended up transferring to Michigan, so he stuck around and played with Randolph Childress, um, a great little guard that they had at Wake Forest. And uh, the rest is history and went on to have a, a, a four-year career in college. I mean, and just looking back at Tim Duncan again, same 19 years. So let's compare him to Shaq. Five-time champs, uh, champion, over four times over with Shaq. Two MVPs, 15 All-Stars, so that's the same as Shaq. 10 first-team All-NBA, 8 first-team All-NBA defensive, whereas Shaq didn't even have a first-time All-NBA defensive in his entire 19 years. He only mustered three all-time second-team Ds, uh, defensive teams, where Tim Duncan had seven second-team Ds, uh, defensive teams. So the only other thing that you would say that Shaq had over... Tim Duncan is, is he had two scoring titles in his career. But you look at that, if you're just to put like blank slates of paper up and you go, whose career would you want to have? Yeah. You choose Tim Duncan, right? I mean, yeah. yep. All those stats and uh, zero commercials for the general. So zero commercials, zero DJ, appar- uh, zero, um, <laughs> zero, zero cameos in Uncle Drew, you know? <laughs> oh, he's just sweeping up. Uh, yeah, Tim, Tim Duncan. Uh, Great pull. I'll, I'll do my last one real fast, and then I'll let you finish okay. this off. Uh, I put Kwame Brown, oh. 2001. Uh, it's yeah. just like – so there's just a lot of different things. I, he's the first to draft straight out of high school, right? right. And it's like, I, I don't think it was particularly uh, – I, I was doing kind of a look at the – it wasn't a great draft class, so maybe there's a little bit of elbow room to take some chances. Uh, I mean you had like uh, Tyson Chandler at two, uh, Pal Gasol at three. Mm-hmm. Tony Parker way down deeper at 28. Uh, it's kind of, I mean, there right. wasn't anything like flying off the page. It's just, I mean, we're talking just bus territory. I mean, to go in and just spin that is so valuable. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say, especially in the NBA, I, I don't know, I did think just off the hip, obviously it's valuable in just about anything, but to spend, like, to have that opportunity to be at the top and then not be able to follow through and getting, getting something that you can build your team around. And uh, it started. Uh, it actually started a stretch of four years where the number one overall draft pick was not drafted out of college. Uh, you had yeah. Kobe Brown, uh, you had Ming, you had LeBron James, and then Dwight Howard. Yeah, and that was that was famously uh, Kwame Brown said to Jordan because that was one of Jordan's first picks as uh, uh, the owner of the the or the Wizards. The Wizards, yes. I was gonna say he wasn't the owner at that point. He was just in the front office, I believe. But anyways. Um, and Kwame Brown famously said, like, if you don't draft me, you'll regret, regret it. And uh, he drafted him, and I think he still regrets it. And, you know, but <laughs> maybe, maybe, Jordan, Jor- maybe, maybe Jordan heard him wrong. 
Like, you draft yeah, exactly. me, you'll regret it. <laughs> I didn't, right, right. I think, is that what he said? And so, yeah, and so, and then Jordan came back and played on those Wizards and I guess just was ruthless with Kwame Brown and really crushed his confidence in that. Um, yeah, that was a really weak draft class because there was a lot of preps coming out of there. I mean, Tyson Chandler ended up having a good career, but Tyson's Tyson Chandler's career was totally different from what he came out of uh, in high school to what he ended up being, which is really just like a defensive rim protector, shot blocker. When he came out of high school, his whole, uh, I'm saying Tyson Chandler, excuse me, Tyson Chandler was this I, guy. I thought, I thought was, you said you were, you were okay. You were, you, you were, I yeah, you said, exactly. Uh, I thought you said you were okay. Let's hit it with an air horn real quick. We haven't had an air horn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought about this. Um, hey, uh, real fast, can you uh, – Here's our World Cup update. Uh, the World Cup's going on, and that's our World Cup update. Boom. But uh, Take, do you think uh, – I want to do an impression real fast. Do you think I could be a World Cup announcer? Go, 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 go. Acapella goal. I, say, I saved that for you, brother. I didn't want to forget to do it. There you go. Oh, I like it. I like it. I, ooh, hot take from the, from the World Cup. <laughs> but, yeah, going back to Tyson Chandler, yeah. was supposed to be an outside threat and could shoot the three and do all these things and ended up being a rim protector. And you also had Eddie Curry. Let's not forget about Eddie Curry out of, uh, out of Illinois there mm-hmm. getting drafted by the Bulls, the baby Bulls, as they had it. Yeah, that was a terrible, terrible draft. Terrible. Uh, so let me go. My number one. Uh, we you mentioned him earlier in there, uh, Magic Johnson. Okay, I mean, sweet. just you, you just got to go with Magic Johnson, um, and everyone knows all the stats and obviously how his career fell short. Um, but let's not forget in 12, 12 full NBA years, five time champion, three time MVP, made twelve All Star appearances, nine All NBA first teams, uh, and even came back. And I didn't remember this. So much, but after, after obviously he announced that he had HIV, came back four year, four seasons later, four years later, at the age of thirty six, came back, played about thirty games for the Lakers, still dropped fourteen six and seven on him, so fourteen points, six rebounds, and seven assists at thirty six, being off uh, competitively for about four years, so just an unbelievable talent. I love, it, I love it. And, and there's something to be short. said, like uh, with these guys, with both. Tim Duncan and uh, Magic Johnson, two on the list. It's just uh, one team their entire career, and I think that's yes. that's something that's I mean, especially in this day and age, to not be taken lightly. That it's you, you gave the you got that stat line, you got all the champs, all the chips you needed, and you just kind of stayed in one spot. Yeah, absolutely. Did, did Johnson so and I, Bird come out in the same? Did they come out in the same year? Uh, no. Well, they 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 played in the same year. They did not come out in the same year. Red Auerbach for the Boston Celtics drafted Larry Bird in 1978. There was something like a junior eligibility rule that um, that that Red took advantage of. I think he drafted Larry Bird sixth overall. That number sounds right to me. Um, took him sixth over the year before, knowing that he would just sit and wait on him because Bird was this once-in-a-lifetime talent. So then uh, they go off and Bird takes Indiana State uh, to an almost undefeated season where he faces with uh, with Magic Johnson in the NCAA Finals. Uh, there's actually a great book that Seth Davis wrote called When March Went Mad, and it talks all about that moment in time as being the 
the epicenter or the 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 crescendo moment if you or not crescendo the the impetus of NCAA double NCAA basketball the March Madness as we see it now today in that NCAA final between Indiana State and Michigan State it's a really good read it's an easy read and uh, anyways so Red Arbuck sat on him waited for him and then he ended up winning Rookie of the Year over uh, Magic Johnson um, but uh, you know Magic Johnson ended up you know, ultimately having the better end of the deal in terms of basketball championships than 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 Larry there, with I think a five to three. Great rivalry. Uh, oh, plenty unbelievable! Of, plenty of must see TV. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you defined that it was an easy read because uh, I prefer easy reads. Yeah, so exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, I know, you could get th- the thanks, audiobook. Th- th- thanks for not saying an easy read for you, Brandon. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Sweet brother, well let's uh let's do a little parenting tip. May I take All you right. to the jam, sir? Take me to the jams. Give him his jam. Alright, M-A-M-A parenting tips. What are we talking about this week, brother? We are talking about the the quote from Teddy Roosevelt. Comparison is the thief of joy. And we're going to talk about that. Especially, it kind of hit me uh, closer to home, uh, as I mentioned in the top of the show. Uh, Kamishat 2.0 had her second birthday. And with that... Is, is that yeah, right? Con- congratulations? Or happy birthday to... Commission 2.0? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Congratulations. Okay. I mean, she only turned two, so she doesn't really know. Not a listener of the pod yet? No, 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 absolutely not. She doesn't even have an iPhone, so how can she subscribe? Would, would do her no good. Yeah. I, I thought about this, and, and, and I think this is a concept that will serve parents well, and maybe even just for themselves a little bit. And, and what Teddy Roosevelt is talking about is, is just uh, essentially just when you see other people having success or uh, accomplishments, and then you look at that and compare them to yourself, it actually robs you of a little bit of joy and happiness. And especially with kids, it's very easy for them, especially young ones, for them to sit there and say, that that kid's got that toy or that kid's getting this you know, award or acknowledgement or whatever, and I don't have that. And they look inward at it as is like, well, I don't have this, and they have that, and they kind of feel a little bit you know, down in the dumps and depressed and things like that. I think that kind of makes sense because it seems like the uh... – because early on, I, I feel like what that would grow into, and tell me if you agree, like kind of the dark cousin of kind of comparing all the time kind of turns into a little schadenfreude where maybe you like kind of grow up later in life and you're just like you look forward to other people not accomplishing things because it makes you feel sure. better about yourself. Exactly. And that's one of those things. too. And there's another phrase that I love, too, is, is that your your the schadenfreude is, is your candle doesn't uh, get any brighter by blowing someone else's out, you know? So it's one of those things where I, I love that. And I think you're right. Cause they are, they are very married in, in their ideology. Um, and I think it's really important just early on because it's, it's very apparent. Kids make it very, very known and, and, and uh, display these things very quickly early on 
to really kind of jump on it early because, like you said, you don't want to develop those traits to then become that schadenfreude, you know, person who's looking for someone else to fail or who who just stares at Facebook all the time and sees people going out on trips and having these wonderful lives that they don't and feeling like in some way, shape, or form that their life isn't all that great. Yeah. Just some easy, basic tactics. Uh, and it's obviously, you know, if there's a big celebration, like a birthday, it's, it's really something easy to go, uh, you know, kind of um, – to look at like so i would say with the with your kids if they're displaying that behavior you don't want to negate the behavior right you don't want to sit there and say like oh don't do that like you shouldn't be doing that like understand that it's a real emotion right you know you and i feel it even in our everyday lives and we're you know 30 something year old who understand that you know understand that people's successes don't have anything to apply to us but yet we still feel it when other people have accomplishments yeah you're still in your 30s bro that's right. You're still in your thirties. Oh, yeah. just barely hanging on. That's a, that was an almost dig right there, my friend. I'm but you are. Like... I'm 39, all right, all right. my friend. Hey, we, we all just watched you slam ice. You still got it. No one's saying you ain't got it. Oh, I know exactly right. Pretty good, my friend. Um, so, so what you want to do is you want to have conversations where you don't negate their feelings because it's a true feeling. They're feeling this, but at the same time, you don't want to give any credence or, or credibility to it. So you've got really got to kind of dance that line between hey i understand i understand that you're feeling this way but at the same time you know just because they're getting a toy because of their birthday doesn't mean that you might not be able to get to share in that toy or doesn't mean that you won't get toys later on or you didn't you got a whole bunch of toys during your 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 birthday that was a few months ago be happy with that right yeah i thought i grew up once with uh with just kind of friends that had siblings this never happened to us because we were uh you know poor but there was um like i remember having like friends that they their like younger sibling would get a gift also on their birthday so that right. younger sibling didn't feel left out is that that's a thumbs downer or thumbs up like yeah i don't know how i feel about it because then it's just like then it's everybody's getting gifts for everything and i do think that there's something to be said for that kid looking at cuz with Kamishat uh, you know, she was looking at toys, and I was like, explaining to her. She's the older one. She's the four-year-old. I was explaining to her that look, like your sister got these toys. Like, look how happy she is getting these toys. Right? Yeah, you should yeah. feel excited because you picked that toy out. She got her a, a Moana outfit. You picked that toy out and you gave it to her. Look how happy she is. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make you feel good? Isn't that what this is all about? And also, too, buddy. By the way, you're still gonna get to play with it. Your sister loves you so much. She's going to yeah. let you play with this. So it's yeah. not like it's, you know, and I do get in those certain cir- circumstances, but at the same time, the kids kind of got to start to learn that just because it's their birthday doesn't mean I get something too. Cause what happens eventually that's going to stop. And yeah. when's the time to cut that off? Yeah. yeah. When you're, when you're 25, when you, you know exactly. what I mean? Like just, just cause Ed in the cubicle next to you got like a promotion. Don't mean you're getting a promotion. Where's my promotion, baby? <laughs> Where's it you know what I mean? I showed up every day on time. <laughs> Uh, if you were here right now, brother, I'd share some of this with you. Oh, what is that? Yeah. Oh, I've uh, been kind of on IPA kick, a little grapefruit sculpin. Oh, look at that. I'm on the LaCroix kick. Oh, I had too much ice cream cake. i got to cut I'm... the carbs out, my man. <laughs> 40s round in the corner. That's why you're the talent. Okay, here, oh, so here's the thing to – how can you differentiate this? Okay. Um, so you do want to tell them that to root for other people, like other people's successes are good, like don't mm-hmm. comparison ain't the name of the game. 
how did you separate that from just kind of having like uh, fostering their competitiveness and a healthy competitiveness, a healthy like uh, sure there is kind of society that I benchmark myself up to and I do want to be the best in this or the best in that. Yeah, and I and that's a good point. And I think like uh, I think as the kids get older, you can start to have more uh, you know. Uh, more detailed conversations about how to go about that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so it's like, let's say for example, I mean, I, you know, if you, if you made the basketball team, but you're not the starter, you're a backup player, right. Or you're at the end of the bench. Well, you know, to sit there and, you know, not sit there and be like, Oh, well, you know, the coach is a favorite and blah, blah, blah. And it's not my fault. No, no, look, they, they either worked harder at, at it than you have they practice harder they have some natural abilities but at the same time looking at how that what they have and what they what they're able to do doesn't mean that you shouldn't give up you should actually you need to try harder because you want to if you want that starter spot it's not going to come to you just by you know fun time wishes and and puppy dog dreams like it's (laughs) going to come there with real sweat and work right so we need to focus on that and that's your goal and not necessarily knocking this person out of it but just working your way into the starting lineup or working your way into, you know, the head of X department, like you're going to have to learn these skills and the people that are there before you, you're going to have to outwork and out hustle and out effort and do the little things. Right. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a thing that you nurture as they get older. Cause it's a little bit more of a sophisticated yes, nuance, you know, yeah. nuance. Yeah. Thank you. Nuance conversation. But it's like, it's like you're, I, and I, walking down your path and you're absolutely right like it is kind of layering when you're talking about just kind of competitiveness like in sports specifically you are laying the groundworks for what we call like just basically having a good uh, sportsmanship you know like you're just like you're able to compete and then at the end of your game which i cannot do so maybe like my parents (laughs) dropped the ball uh shake a hand i refuse to shake a hand to someone that just like kicked our ass and it's just like go shake their hands just like no i'm good i'll shake your hand before the i'm not going to go on this rant again i'll shake your hand before the game after the game leave me alone i'm going to the shower what what happens if they if you won though do you shake their hands after if you want sure if they want to also i'll shake everyone's hands like i'll go (laughs) let's go next door tell people what just happened today i'll shake their hands i'll like like the president I'll just go on like a little tour just waiting Kissing babies yeah I like it <laughs> competition is one of those things where you really want to ride that line right because you don't want to you don't want to create like Todd Marinoviches out there who <laughs> you know are so hyper focused that they spin out of control it's like anything I mean so much of parenting and I don't want to give all my secrets away but so much of parenting is is just like is being that even keeled middle and finding the balance between like too much and too little, right? And just finding that sweet spot and having kind of a set of ethics that that mirrors that and trying to live it every day, right? Yep, absolutely. Beautiful, brother. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, another great M A M A parenting tip. And like always, I know we got a message from somebody. Uh, nobody biggest parenting tip is no one telling another parent how to raise their kids. Ain't what most awesomes doing here? Just a parenting right. tip. You can take it. You can leave it. You can give ice cream cakes away. You can have them compare the rest of their lives. We're just telling you. Just it's just that man's take. That's all we're I'm saying. I'm just putting it out here. I'm just putting it out here. <laughs> if out you there. sit there and take it as a shot against you, <laughs> maybe we need to look at the mirror, brother. Uh, awesome, man. Well, uh, home run. Whew. See now, now this is when the butterflies start coming up. We got to do it. We, I mean, this Neapolitan showdown ain't gonna shoot itself out. Oof. I'm calling you out into the street, brother. It's high oh noon. My God. 
bring me that jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. Here's the thing is, is here's the thing is, real quick, real quick, even though you score this, if I beat you, will you shake my hand at the end of this? I just want to know. Ooh, it makes it Even really... though you score it. Uh, let's see where the chips fall. Don't make me call. It depends. Okay. Like if it's yeah, a close, exactly. if it's a close one and like kind of nice, and there is like a deserved and like I'll shake the hand. But if like you just smoke me like a sausage, like I'm not just gonna stand out here and be like, hey, like I'm a big loser. Like I made a huge mistake. Like that. We'll just we'll just we'll just Skype five. Call I, it good. I like yeah, it. I, okay. I might, I might not finish the rest of the show if you smoke me too bad. But then again, I keep the score, <laughs> so we should be okay. All right, right Neapolitan right. showdown. We it's high noon. We're in the middle of the street. Uh, we're Ooh. talking Saturday morning cartoons. Top three of all time. Uh, I love it. So I went on a little, I was the first potter of us two from the MAB Sports Podcast, Brandana Market, to go back to back. That's right. It's a two-peat, a little back-to-backer. Uh, and then I got I got. It's just, a, it's just a repeat. It's just a repeat. It's, <laughs> it's not a, a two-peat. It's a two, I invented a new word. It's a two-peat. <laughs> <laughs> I got a two-peat. I got a two-peat. It's, like, <laughs> it's a new word for it. It's a two-peat, uh, trademark uh, MAB Sports Podcast. Again, if you guys have any thoughts real fast, you can reach us at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. uh, go ahead and subscribe, and i tell you at the top of the show, uh, we've been getting those Mabby hours, and we love them. Make us go broke. We'll keep buying those drinks. Uh, we break through to that new level of listenership through you guys, so keep letting people know. Uh, subscribe. Uh, give us five stars. Unless you're Mr. Four Star, then it's four stars, and that's how it works. <laughs> um, okay, so let's dive into it. You won last week with Joe scoring. You get to take yes. the ball out. What do you got? Bro? Okay. Uh, so let me just also put this out there that I am four years older than you, right? So let's uh, yeah, just actually, make sure. You know what? You know what? That's a great fucking caveat. Yep. You are four years older than I am. I am four years older than you. So some of my cartoons might be on the stretch run of your cartoons. So I'm, I'm going to give me plus four because you got a head start on cartoons. Four, nothing. How say you? So I'm going to come out of the gates hard. Okay. I'm going to come out. Good I'm going to come out with the gates with uh, a little show mm-hmm. called Thundercats. Yeah, okay. right. Thundercats. Ho! Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh my okay. god! I didn't do the whole call because fuck, man. Here's the thing, bro. Sure. I'm going to tell you hit this right it. now. Hit me with it. As a young, most awesome, I'm going to hit you with with the, with the reason why. Great. First off, Lionel himself had the Sword of Omens. He put the bitch up. Had little binoculars you could see all across yeah. the, the the claw shield. I mean, this dude was a beast. Yeah. And his his enemy Mumra legit scared most awesome as a little kid. Like legit, <laughs> okay. like right. freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. And as a third thing, the reason why this is the best Saturday court cartoon is is mm-hmm. uh, those dudes were were yoked. Those guys, those the the yeah. the Thundercats. Yeah, yeah. And with is that, the, is that what got who, that's what got you into bench pressing. That's what got me. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, I just looked at them like their thighs are remarkably the same size as my thighs. If you remember, their thighs were gargantuan, and it Mm -hmm. spoke to this young sports broadcaster. So I'm going with Thundercats as my number three. Thundercats, Thundercats, Thundercats. Mm, I, uh, I like it. Uh, I think it. I think you don't just like it; you love it, Brandon. I I do. I do see how Thundercats have kind of shaped a most awesome and impressionable age. 
I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a solid I'm gonna give you a ten spot on that. Maybe ten spot. It's it's a good answer. You get I love it. Points. Boom, boom. I love it. Uh, I am coming out of the gate. Oh man. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do X Men coming out. Okay. X Men. Okay. X Men. Okay. So this cartoon was excited. It uh, aired from '92 to '97. Uh, it was right. basically, and I was. Uh, I graduated high-, high school in '97, so okay. there you go. So you, so you had you had a lot of time <laughs> rushing home your senior year to catch X Men. Got me, got me. <laughs> like, like, your Saturday mornings were busy, like uh, catching X Men. Um, right, right, right. So I'm, I'm guessing you didn't catch X Men. No, I did. I watched a okay. little bit of it. Yeah. You know. Were, were you a comic book collector? No, I was <laughs> okay. not. No, okay. no. Well, well, luckily, uh, we got the fucking nerd. I, I sure. did collect. I did collect comic books, and there was. Uh, there's just something like kind of like magical about those comic books coming to life. Like you read the comic books and then you get to see sure. kind of that first, uh, that first, you know, issue of X-Men second series that come to live in a TV show. It also is what taught a young Brandana how to set the timer on a VCR to record things, which I might've just admitted to like an FBI crime or something. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll look that up and then decide if I'm going to edit it out. But you remember like no. you would have to like, if you weren't there or you had to go out to like, you know, spend a Saturday with your aunt uncle or something, you could set a timer in a VCR and then record the cartoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. VCR is, yeah, you're talking to the master of the VCR right here. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's not it's not an FBI crime unless you distribute it. So you're you're in the clear unless you were had like a little black market for. Oh, I didn't. I didn't finish that. I, yeah, yeah. I was I was selling them. Uh, Your little side hustle. Lunch. Look, you uh, catch the new episode oh, with Gambit. Yeah. Like, check this shit out. Um, Trade them for Dr. Peppers. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm in the free. Yeah, and let me let me hit you with a little. I, I I'm not. Uh, I have some nerd history in there as well. I used to do uh, like Dungeons and Dragons, and I actually did an X Men. Dungeons and Dragons and like creating your own X Men character. Oh, awesome! Uh, in, I would, in, I would do, cool. I would do that right fucking now. If you were like, if you were off the air and you're just like, let's start an X Men Dungeons and Dragons, I'd be like, yes, hundred percent. Oh, I got to tell you about an idea that I had then when I was a kid. My mom actually got a little uh, concerned with me because I spent so much time in my room. I actually recreated like all NBA franchises and like I would get the sports almanac every year as a kid and I would go out and I'd find like real stadiums and I would be like, Hey, it's like the, the Tacoma, Washington, you know, Bravehearts and stuff like that. And I create these teams and I've had little fantasy drafts and I draw their, I design their own uh, team logos and jerseys and I get coaches and front staff and the whole thing. And I would just have notebooks compiled of these like fake NBA franchises, and I did it for the NFL as well too. Are, are we having a fucking nerd off right now, bro? This is like oh, a dream we're come true. A super nerd are, we, off, are we a nerd fucking off. nerd off? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna give me, uh, I'm gonna give me plus ten on the X Men real fast. We're right up there. I'm gonna give you plus uh, the broiest of the two of us for sharing that nerd story. I'm gonna give plus four. I'm gonna hit you with this. I take it one step further. So I, I did do that. I, uh, I started a league of teams and then i would actually like uh i think it was 16 teams like for nfl but it was like the paper football and i right. named the teams designed the logos then i would actually play the fucking games out look at this and then i know i told you about the royal rumble too i think the nerdiest of ner- the apex nerd them that i have is <laughs> it wasn't playing video games i created a video game system like that wasn't real, and then I wrote out all the games that were available for that system. So I would just create new games and write the, what those games were, how much I would sell them for, because I had like shitty like bargain bin games you could come pick up that were like super simple. <laughs> and then I had like like you know, like I created I 
That's that's a plus eight. We'll see it. We'll see if that makes it into the pod. Oh, uh, but you you you. It was all on paper, right? You didn't actually like build an actual game. Exactly. Console. I didn't play a single video <laughs> game. Like I, I I made like the marketing campaign for it. Like I I accept the fact like which game was going to be the best seller, and then like kind of have. Oh, did I also tell you that I drew uh, my own comic books when I was in like uh, sixth grade? Yeah, no. Yeah, I feel like that that doesn't feel that weird to me though. Because if you're in comic books, like you're doing all that, like drawing them, I feel like that's every kid. You okay, know but I, mean? I also I also made like there was a magazine called The Wizard, which priced all your comics. So I would also price how much my comics were and then how much <laughs> they went up in value. Oh man, oh, I love it. This is like uh, wow. this is like an episode of uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what nah. this is turning into. This is like yeah. confessions. MAB yeah. confessions. Yeah. Yeah. The show is taking a turn. Yeah, it's like, we'll get through it real fast. I played Magic the Gathering like a yes. year ago. Oh, man. Like, oh, I man. looked up. Uh, okay, we'll save that. We've for gone too fire. far. We've gone yeah, too far. Let's, we let's can't, dog, our let's, reputations are on the line here. Let, let's dog ear that. Yeah, what do you got? Let's go. We're, we're, we're neck and neck heading in here. So I'm going to go. Um, so my, mine are mine are on the on the mid to late '80s tip here. So yeah. I'm going to go with something that has had legs here in the future, as well as uh, back in the '80s. And I'm talking about the Transformers, okay. the fucking Transformers. Don't okay, don't don't fuck because right. you don't know anything about Autobots and Decepticons, my friend. <laughs> all right, I, that's I how much know. you don't know. This is all, all I'm this, hearing we're is talking you love good and evil. Yeah, I don't love Shia Buff. I love I love. Peter Cullen, who played Optimus Prime, or the voice of Optimus Prime. Here's the other thing: is the movie came out. I don't know if you remember the movie, the 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 animated movie for Transformers, where they actually dropped the shit bomb in there, which is like, whoa, that was a huge moment oh, wow. for a kids' movie. Was yeah, that movie, oh, yeah. Was that movie rated? I think it was like PG thirteen. If I, I don't remember, okay. I don't, I don't see it in theaters, but I I did get the video copy of it, and it was like one of those things. Was like, oh, shit came up, and I was like, well. That's out of the bag. Like my parents, are like, well, I not much you can do about no, that. That's what we can do now. When, when, when was the first time that you decided you could drop a curse word in front of your parents? Oh, uh, oh, you, did, did you kind of test that? I, I remember towing the line with like the word "damn." Like when I was yeah, like oh 11, yeah, damn was like the toe dip That's, and yep. <laughs> then, then bullshit or just shit, you know, or it's like yep. you know, but yep. definitely like I would say like sophomore-ish to like junior year in high school is where I felt yep. like super comfortable to drop that. Although my parents dropped that shit all the time. I mean, they they cursed all the time around me, but I I did not feel confident in myself as a young most awesome to to lay the sure. wood that quick. I don't think I've really seen an episode of the Transformers. Did you have the action figures? Oh, the ant action figures for fucking days, bro. <laughs> like, you don't even know. Like, you don't even know. Like, they even had, like, you would get them, and they would have, like, the... Because the, everything was, like, the you know, the the heat the heat indicators, right? Where you would, like, rub on it, and you're trying to figure out if it's an Autobot or a Decepticon by the logo on there. So it's, like, oh, you wow. know, hi, hyper colors, like, in that whole... Oh. Like, the 80s was very much, like, temperature-based, like, you know, excitement. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, going to take that... I, yeah, I'll, I'll take that run with it. Uh, I, I have uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I knew this would come up. Heroes I knew this would come up. Heroes in a fucking half shell. Of course it would come up. I had every action figure i had action figures that didn't show up in the cartoons i would use the action figures to reenact the cartoons i in second grade out of popsicle sticks i made all the ninja turtles and all the villains did i tell the story on air i couldn't remember this earlier but i would no it was, it was like my venture into playwriting like i would write out the story and then i took those ninja turtles 
like there would be a presentation day, a show and tell, and then like I would just act out like a script before the Ninja Turtles cartoon even existed. Oh I, shit! Teenage, I can't express it enough. I know I talked about the like the turtle van before when we were talking about summer toys and we realized right. that I was an indoor cat and you were cool. We established <laughs> that. So we're not going to get off brand now. We're going to keep going in that direction. Uh, aired from 87 to 96, like a strong yes. run. The comic book came out. I don't really remember the comic that much. Cause I think I was probably a little young for it, but it's definitely more kind of action, uh, more action based. It was more like the ninja, but I think the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles we knew and grew up with was kind of based on this, cartoon and like yeah it would be couldn't couldn't watch it enough couldn't get enthralled enough like i love those turtles uh cowabunga turtle power turtle donatello you're uh yeah. here well you're the talent so i guess you're leonardo as i said yeah we talked about you're, you're like oh you're like you scoffed at it like oh, of course you are oh, yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. the alpha leonardo that's fine well um, we reestablish it what's a better catchphrase heroes in a half shell or more than meets the eye I never kind of got it. Isn't it a full shell? I don't understand what half shells are. Like, I know oysters are served on the half shell because there's a full shell, but yeah. the turtle, the turtles aren't missing half the That's a full turtle shell. It's all the shells yeah. there. They, so have, I, they have a base. Exactly. So mine yeah. makes more sense. Okay. You know what? Oh, man. You did jump me Pl- on that. Okay. So I got to – I do have to – you are sitting at – going into the last round, you are at a 24. Oh, and we shit. got me at a 22. Ooh. Somehow I got behind. It was your. It was your good. What's a better? You you backed me to the corner. You set me up for that fucking half shell comment. I did. I, mean, I got gotcha. you. Had me, I got gotcha. you. Fighting myself. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> you walked into the trap. Oh Boom. man, God, you're getting. All right. You're getting good at these. I even scored these. Oh, this is <laughs> fucked up. All right. What do you got okay. for your number three? All right. I I almost want to go out there on a limb and predict what I think your number one is going to be. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to do that because last time I pulled that tactic out, people yeah. got a lot of people got upset. A lot people of people got, got upset. People got heated. A lot of people yeah. got heated. A lot of hate mail. You I apologize. I had my press yeah. conference. Yeah, Cheat, so, cheated. Yep. Yep. Cheated. Exactly. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go with my number one. I'm going to go with the real American hero, and that's GI Joe. Oh man. That's fucking GI Joe, my friend. Right. First off, such a great show. Taught me all that I needed to know about this country. <laughs> Right, sure. made most yeah, awesome, yeah. quite patriotic. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. Also had a bunch of safety tips that were, you know, stuff that I remember today, like stop, drop, yeah. and roll, and had the classic, you know, classic. Uh, although I've never been on fire, uh, but I, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. we're just we're waiting around. We don't know if the tactic works yet, but it's it's right, in the exactly. chamber should you need it. Exactly, and then uh, you know, and they would always end that with you know, and, and now you know, and knowing is half the battle, which is stuck with me. More than anything that I can ever imagine or remember, you got uh, Duke, Snake Eyes going against Cobra Commander, fucking Storm Shadow, the Baroness, Gung Ho, which is this big old, you know, just yoked dude. Ah, I can't even speak highly enough on it. Um, so tell me about your DuckTales. I don't... <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Oh, man. Oh. Kind of <laughs> tell me about your ducktails. <laughs> Fuck off. Is that, was that it? Was that no, it? No, I get fucking ducktails on here. Okay, okay. Okay, I, I will say this. Like, it's funny. Like, this is basically the summer toys equivalent of like this Neapolitan showdown because you have all three of your cartoons are basically the same fucking cartoon. It's they just are. like some are with I'm tigers, not lie. <laughs> like some are just in camouflage. 
and like the other ones are just like cars that like mutate and whatever. But I mean, you're you're staying like very. It's an unoriginal, uninspired list, but you're staying true to the genre. And I'll, you broke it down, and I do believe you're inspired with it. I'm gonna throw out a wild card, and I don't think there's any way you ever fucking saw this because it was 92 to 93. Okay. Okay. So I did want to go with Doug to do my uh, most awesome constellation bracket. The reason I want to say true to the game, and I probably could have like just snowballed over you with this and you've been none the wiser is Doug I don't think it came on Saturday mornings it was Nickelodeon and I think it I know it was part of SNCC so I think it I think it was Saturday night so I didn't unlike most awesome I didn't throw a Hey and Larry and just decide to cheat and see if I could get away with it I stuck <laughs> to the rules uh, you ever heard of a cartoon called Cowboys of Moo Mesa no uh, okay. no I, I was I was obsessed with the cartoon it was basically the cowboys but there weren't cowboys the cowboys were just cows in like ten gallon okay. hats, and they just like ride the prairie, and it was like a western. And I like I never got into westerns, but like this cartoon, I remember like I wouldn't miss it. I was obsessed with it. By the time I was growing up and really into it, I had the Ninja Turtles, and then I could just watch Nickelodeon, which there wasn't this kind of like. I, I feel like you were a little bit before Nickelodeon, so you did have this kind of. If I'm gonna get my cartoon fix in this week, I gotta get up Saturday morning and get it done. And there was like well, a, little, a little less for me. But see, for Nickelodeon, for me, was you can't do that on television. Like, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was like, that. and Moose and, you know, getting slimed and all that shit. Like, that was, that was, for me, that was Nickelodeon. And that's what I squarely remember. Although, uh, just so, you, so everyone out there knows, my younger brother, uh, the award-winning so cinematographer, Weedos, he's six years younger than me. So he he was... He's a little younger than you, so I, I was catching some of those that you were talking about. You're, you're putting him in headlocks while he was trying to watch Cowboys Yeah, exactly. And I was like, Cowboys and Moo Mesa, what <laughs> is this show? And he was like, I don't know. I'll, I have no idea. I, I still don't even know what the fuck. Cowboys and – or cows in 10-gallon hat. Yeah, it was like – it was just a Western card. Don't act like these – like the princes Moo, aren't the wait, shit wait, you can't wait, get wait, over. You're talking about is, cars that switch into like people from it, space. It, is Moo Mesa – like is it Moo – Kama Mesa, like the city, like or like at the township of Moo, like what's Moo Mesa? Yeah, no, it's it's the town, like Moo M O O, and then Mesa. But Moo, Mesa's Mesa. a city. Moo Moo Mesa, yeah, it's Moo Mesa. I didn't fucking yeah. There's, I, you know what? That's fine. I'll come back. I'll find holes in your little thundercats. I'm sure that was like right on point. It's yes. It's people that are half cats, half humans. So is is that? They're just. Can you give me the science behind that real quick? They're they're aliens. You're about to okay. win this game, but I swear to God, if you say this cocky, I have no problem docking your fucking <laughs> score right now. Thundercats is a whole nother universe, uh, my friend. Whole nother universe, <laughs> oh, and they all okay. Well, like, oh, sorry, did, did okay, I tell okay. you uh, Cowboys and Moo Mesa? Oh, this cartoon, unlike I guess the other ones besides Thundercat, wasn't <laughs> like locked in reality. Like I just said. It was cows that would stand upright with ten-gallon hats and horns, running around <laughs> solving Western crimes. Like, what do you want me to say? People, are, you know what? People are gonna get real upset when we do this for uh, maybe date night. Cowboys and Moo Mesa. They're gonna get real oh, bummed okay. out. Oh, they should. I thought about a new one for date night. Let's just get this fucking over with. Uh, all right. Okay. So I'm gonna base it. Uh, he's lined up on point. Mine were really good, um, but I'm gonna score. It looks like the totals are our age. So that'll be a 39 to a 35. Ooh. Most awesome. Feels first so time. Back-to-back. Back. Well done. And to show I'm a good sport, and the kind of sport I am. Oh, there you go. No, uh, go for, if you get, for those of you who didn't see that, he just... <laughs> He did like the too slow move and just like you know, jetted <laughs> his hair did. back here. I did. All right, that's fine. That's fine. That's right. Um, let's get into this gambling corner, shall we, brother? I love it. Let's do it.
segment five of eight of NFL Futures. Last week, we hit the AFC West with a special guest, Joe Booth, help us break it down. I think we've kind of come out of each division with um, a solid, at least one solid one where we said, get your money in. Our Tampa Bay one is looking, looking real nice. nice. Looking real nice. nice. We both came in the under on that before Jameis Winston uh, got suspended. He's going to be sitting out uh, at least three games. Yeah. Uh, but but enough about that. Um, go listen to those past episodes. This week we're jumping into the NFC East. Mm. Uh, all right, brother, take us through what Vegas has the over-under for all these teams right now. Okay. So we're going to, uh, again, as usual, we'll start from the, uh, the highest proje- uh, projection to the lowest. We're going to go with the returning Super Bowl champs, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're at 10.5 on the over-under. Then we're going to the Dallas Cowboys, sitting at 8.5. Then we've got the New York Giants looking at 7.5 wins as the over-under. And the Washington Redskins sitting at 5.5. wins. 5.5. Okay, um, I don't know if there's anything you're super... I, I do want to dial in maybe on the Giants and the Redskins is what I'm looking at right now because I know it's come up in the past. We're kind of off yeah. the Redskins. Just jumping in real fast on the Cowboys. Uh, I had them at eight. Where were you at, brother? I had them going anywhere between six and ten and seven and nine. Um, and I think at okay. best, I think at the very best of all things shake out for Dallas, they're a nine-win team. So I, yeah. from a gambling perspective, I, I'd stay away. Um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's a stay away. I don't, I don't think there's any... I mean, you're losing Des Bryant, and you know, obviously, last year he wasn't the Des Bryant that he was. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, arguably last year, probably the best back in the league. I right. would say, like, if you if you give him back those suspension games, uh, he should play. You know, everything hold up, stay healthy. Looks like he might be a healthy back. They'll be running a lot of offense around him. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I think I said Dak sophomore slump. I don't think that's completely true. But in right. this third year, I don't. I don't. Uh, I think we kind of felt it level off a little bit last year, and I right. think it's like that superstar. Like, I, I, it's going to be hard for him to top that first year. And I, I don't see it happening. And it's like, uh, you know, I see it middle of the road team. I see a, a playoff miss. I see pretty weak division. What do you think? Yeah, um, it's third year. Is he's heading in his third year? Right, third, is that what oh, you meant? Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. What did I say? Yeah, you said you said second year, but I he had a second year last year. But anyway, yeah, yeah. right there with you. So here's the thing: is is I, 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 I but I agree with you. Like heading into this year, his only real offensive weapon is Ezekiel Elliott, and it, yeah. that scares me in a in a in a game where everything's going to quick pass, you know, mismatches and getting then creating space for your running back. What are their weapons outside? They lose Jason Witten, right? He retires. They don't. Really, they bring in Alan Hearns. They got Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley. Like I, I don't know. I just feel like now. Now here's the thing. They have a a top flight offensive line, so that yeah. it all starts from there. So you can create a lot of stuff if you can protect your quarterback and you can open holes for your running back. Yeah. But like I don't know. Like it seems like they're going to have to to shoulder the load quite a bit. And I don't know. I don't think their defense is going to be all that stout either. I agree. It seems like a team that uh, could get in a lot of trouble if you get behind like 10 points that first or second quarter. Right, exactly. Because who are they going to throw it to? And they're going to have to – They're gonna, and, it, and that's the thing is they put too much pressure on Zeke early on in the season. Does he wear down? Does yeah. he wear up? Does he take too much beating? I mean, he's a, he's a big aggressive 
runner. So um, either way, fun watching that guy run. Oh yeah, he's a beast. But yeah, I I I would if if I was forced to say it, I take the under. Like I said, I think at best they're they're a nine win team. Uh, The last three games of the season though are pretty pretty friendly for them. They've got the Colts, Bucks, and Giants. So I think you know if anything, if they start off somewhat five hundred. They could get you to that eight, eight, eight win, eight and a half win total. What's going on with our Andrew Luck watch? What's going on with this guy? <laughs> oh my God, he's throwing footballs, but I don't know. I, I, I have, I have heard. I mean, that's, uh, that's a step in the right direction, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, he, and I don't feel like I can trust the Colts. Not that any team would like be more like deceptive, but it was like, I feel like last year coming in this time, it's just like, yeah, yeah, he'll be ready to go. He'll be ready to go. And then like he got closer, and then they just kind of gave up on week five. They're just like, oh yeah, by the way, like. He's not going to play this year. So, we, well, what? And, and he never was going to play. We, he had no intention of playing. He went to, like, Germany and got weird stem cells injected <laughs> yeah. in his arm. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think the Colts, I mean, that's the thing is, is you have to, at this point, you have to kind of look at it. Forecasting this far ahead, I kind of look at it like, who are they better? Are they better? Like, is that roster better than this roster? And, yeah. you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, yep, they're sure. just the Colts just don't have a lot on their thing. Well, we'll, we'll that's a tale for another time. Yep, tale for another. Uh, okay, so uh, that's we both got to just stay away. Uh, you're some, somewhere around uh, six or seven wins. Uh, I got them at eight, and that's eight and a half. I don't think a big enough gap to dive on that. So let's jump on the New York Giants right now. So you mentioned seven and a half, man, brother. And I was pushing, and maybe like I'm being a little rough. I had the Giants starting off zero and eight, and mm. finishing with three wins. Yeah, there is no, like I, there's just that they didn't show any stability last year. Uh, they're you know a linchpin of their offense who was always just kind of like a make it happen guy. Eli Manning, uh, they benched him last year. Like I don't I don't think that breaks the spirit too much, but he's you know he's getting a little older. Uh, like the new head coach coming in, mm-hmm. I, I know they got that new running back there, but it was just uh, I, I don't know. It, it's hard for them to see them taking a step forward this year, and I just I don't see it happening at all. Yeah, and it's it's really funny too because like we were just talking about Dallas, and it's like if you were to like they're almost like exact opposites of each other, right? Like you've got OJ, o, you know Odell Beckham Jr., yeah. Saquon Barkley, you've got Shepard, you've got Ingram, so they have a lot of playmakers on there, right? And obviously Manning's taking a slump, but they have a really shaky O line, whereas yeah. Dallas has got a great O line, and then even if you look at their defense, like they've got a really you know stout defensive line. Um, even though that they traded uh, JPP away, they're switching to a three-four. They're turning out uh, Vernon on the edge, and you've got good safeties and and one solid corner. So it's like they're almost parallel opposites of of Dallas. Um, and I have them best case scenario five five and eleven six and ten. Um, yeah. I just don't think I don't think Eli is going to have it this me, year. Me, and I, yeah, let me read this off. Tell me where you see the win at. Uh, First Jacksonville, at Dallas, at Houston, hosting the Saints, at Carolina, hosting the Eagles, at Atlanta, hosting the Redskins. That's, I mean, some of those that like the worst, the worst team on this list right now that I just mentioned is probably like a seven and nine team, and eight eight, like ladies don't have any like no cupcakes at all. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is like you've got the. Colts on their schedule, you've got the Bucks on their schedule, and the Bears on the schedule. Yeah. And those are your yep. those are your three plus matchups. You think maybe they could maybe split the series between the Cowboys and the Skins. 
and then yeah, I mean that's where that's where I've got them at like five wins, and you know six maybe they sneak out against the Titans or the Texans or something. You know what I mean? Like that could be possible, but I I look at this and I go, I don't I don't see how they're projecting at seven seven and a half wins, and I think it's just because they're a really t- like the top end of their talent offensively and defensively is really high. But once you get past that, once you get two or three players in, it drops off pretty convincingly. You know what I mean? Yeah, do we and, see do we see Eli benched again if there's like a one and seven, oh and eight start? No, I no, I don't see I don't I, I don't see that. I mean the the press just went nuts on that and I don't see them having a a backup and heir to the throne, so you might as well just roll him out there if he's ready to go. And if you're if you're playing that poorly, uh, I'm sure there'll be another top flight quarterback in the draft, as there always is. And you can you know you can hit your wagon to that kid. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Okay. So uh, most of them's got him topping out at five best case scenario. Uh, I have him at three wins. They were under seven and a half. I, we both agree that is high right. AF. So um, this is definitely the lock for me coming out of this division right here is against New York Giants. But let's fly through the, uh, pun intended, the Eagles right down here. (laughs) (laughs) I I love it. I love it, brother. Uh, Okay, I got got them at nine and a half wins. You have nine and a half? See, I I have them. I have them. Look at their their thing. I've got them at four to five losses. Falcons, Vikes, Saints, Rams, Texans, right? Those are your four to five losses. Yeah. Who who, who else are they losing to on, on their... What did you say, Rams? Yeah, I said the Rams. Okay, I, said... uh, so I got them. Uh, I got them losing at Jacksonville. On okay. London, at the, at, it's a London game. London game. Okay, I could see that possibly, but I mean, I, you know, Jacksonville didn't get any better at the quarterback position, and I don't know they re- they really didn't up in terms of playmakers, right? Yeah, here's the weird thing. Also, like I know I was low in Atlanta. I give Atlanta that uh, their openers against the Falcons. Uh, and I gave that I gave that win to the Falcons. I don't I don't know if there's going to be like a little adjustment period for because I mean are we going to have um, what's his face starting game one? Big Dick Nick, of course. Big Dick Nick Foles. Okay, I just, yeah, I think like it might it might be a little bit of transition. Uh, they are hosting it. I don't know. Well, they only why. led them to a I, Super Bowl I, yeah, win. I, you know. I know, I know, I know. I mean, like I see this. Like I just I think there is. Sometimes I can explain why I'm low on things, and that's what makes it like, what makes me Brandana, brother. Like exactly. just instincts, I just feel it. I'm just going. You could go. You could. I ain't telling you to gamble on it. I'm just saying, like I'm a little. I know they didn't look at luck out, and it's not because they torched the fucking Vikings, which they did. Uh, I there there was just a little uh, opportunistic Philadelphia, and they look in the Super Bowl. I, I don't know why. Like I, I just yeah. don't. I, I see. I see them on a like a slight down tick as opposed to like still going to that apex of the team they are well and there is that there is always the the super bowl hangover right the, yeah. the victors coming back after the year after so there is that um you've got wentz his timetable you know he's he's trying to project for week one but you never know but nick Foles is there he's a he's a very serviceable backup oh, yeah. um i can't they, believe he didn't i can't believe uh, nick Foles has got paid somewhere else does Tampa well, Bay bring him in well, and that's the thing is, is I think they're they're. We talked about this in our in our futures on on Pod Ten, just what we think about the shakeup. They adjusted his his contract. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he did have that. a buyout, you know. So I, I think that they are looking at him as a chip 
in the you know somewhere in that middle of the season you know so yeah, if, right. if somebody goes down point. who they can move them to um they've got a fantastic defensive line they get after it they've got good good corners good safeties um i mean top to bottom they're pretty locked in there's not a, a lot of transition they brought in um um shoot the wide receiver from he was on the Steelers Mike Wallace thank you and you're welcome, you're welcome. no one needs uh, to drink exactly a, I, I know I sounded I, I know I sounded like the talent just then but uh I helped out the talent <laughs> but um but yeah I mean they're locked in top to bottom they they all their their, their spots are there everyone knows who they are uh I, I don't know I I see them as like an 11 win team I I, I have five losses for them I again at 10 and a half as the over under, I'm not saying to take it, but I think that yeah. they could. I think they could cover it, but I wouldn't feel confident in sinking my money into it at least yeah, at this it. early in the stage. And that that Vegas line is pretty close. Uh, we definitely both agree. That, I mean, it's the strongest team in that division. And sometimes, you know, when you have a team like, you know, you you talk about like a Green Bay Packers, like someone who dominates their division, and you know, it's quick to rack up like those eight nine victories. Right. Well, not nine, but it's like you get those kind of six to eight internal victories just in your own division, and then you kind of like grabbing another four outside. So, yeah, I definitely I definitely get it because we're not talking the strongest division in football anymore right here. Right. Uh, let's fly into the Washington Redskins. This has come up a couple times between us. I'm a little higher on these guys. Uh, I I have them at eight wins. Okay. And that's, that's super – that's my kind of max cap. I can't – because actually this – their schedule's uh, a little rough. Like they have – you know, there, there's a Packers game on here. There's, I, I know it's lining up a lot of the kind of same stuff. I don't think the other three guys have to play the Packers. This is one of their kind of just like grab bag games, which right. sucks to get that. But it's kind of like, a, you know, they start at the Cardinals and then Colts. Uh, those are two winnable, and I think we'll figure out, which is nice. We'll figure out what kind of team they are. And then, they, you know, they, uh, they play the Packers, go in their bye week, and then kind of go to New Orleans. So it's um, – so they kind of – Almost for this bet to be right, like I need those first two out of the gate to be wins, or oh yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, a hundred percent. I was looking at it because I was like, okay, so you've got Cards, Colts, Pack. Then they have a week four bye, which could be a good thing or could be a bad thing. I, I'm not a yeah. big fan of that early bye week. Yeah, um, yeah. But then here, if you think about, it, then they got the Bucks, and then if you get the first two wins in the Cards and the Colts, you get a win against the Bucks. Yep. And then you just think they just they just need to split the series between the Giants and the Cowboys. Cowboys yeah, that's five wins right there. You're yeah. you're and there's and there's plenty of opportunities. And, for, and they they should be able to with that talent they should be able to sweep the Giants. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm saying. I mean, but I'm just saying, just conservatively, just Worst let's case, split yeah. it. You're still yeah. sitting at five wins. Yep. You know, or if you go, you lose to the Cowboys twice, you beat the the Giants twice. I mean, that's that's how that will shake out. I, they're not be, they're not good enough to to handle the the Eagles. But I mean, shit, sitting right there. I mean, I have them at seven and nine. Okay. I feel pretty Super good close. about it, and I feel like you know, if they came out of the gates two and one, they'll, they'll trade blows until Tampa Bay, and they can get to the Giants and Cowboys, and I think they're right there. Plus, like you said, Alex Smith. We talked about in the AFC West. We're, we're moving forward, but the dude he doesn't make turnovers. He doesn't make mistakes, and yeah. it's going to be hard. They've got a decent defense they've got an, a you know a deep d line yeah. um an average offensive line but here's the thing they added paul richardson from seattle 
and uh, so they've got Doxson and Richardson stretching the field. Like you've Doxson. got uh, you've got Reed the tight end. You've got Davis. You've got Jamison Crowder working the middle. <clears throat> uh, also, coincidentally, sorry, I'm gonna let this am- ambulance pass. Sure. Oh, it's like every night. Who's get, who's getting murdered in your town? People die every night in New York. I don't know what you want me to do. I can't save them all. Hey, but hey, let's get the, the only death we need to worry about is murdering this podcast. Am I right, right, bro? Oh, we're killing it. <laughs> all right, I'll find that. I'll find that. I like it. I like it. Oh, that's a good. That's a good five. I like it. Um, but yeah, if you if you think about it, like you've got Darius Geis, the rookie running back. You've got Chris Thompson, I and mean, they've got some good offensive weapons. Jay Jay Gruden is a uh, as a good game caller, so I think between him and Smith, oh, and like I was going to say, coincidentally, um, he had the best deep ball passer rating of any quarterback last season per Pro Football Focus. Number one, everyone you know thinks he dinks and dunks and checks down and runs unexpectedly, mm-hmm. which he does run, but you know if you if you're if you're always making a profit, you're never going to go broke, and he's always checking that ball forward. Yeah, I'd love to see. Like last year was a little bit of an anomaly for him. Like I don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I don't know if like he kind of felt it on his like boot heels, and he was just like, I need to get that new contract. But it'll be interesting, you know, if he comes out and like, because I still think, you know, maybe he's leveling off a little bit. But if this is his, you know, unlike a like a Matt Castle or somebody, I don't know why I'm pulling Matt Castle in my ass, but as someone just kind of like peaked one year, and I think a little bit of what I'm guilty of accusing Case Keenum of is like kind of rising up. Right. just to kind of get your name out there and then kind of like fall back down again. So it would be it'd be really interesting to see if he still plays with that chip on his shoulder, which I, I like the guy. Uh, and I think I think that might be a definite possibility. It'll be it'll be fun to watch this Redskins team, but I both agree. Like, I think we both agree on those first two games. If, if they come out, they can't beat the Cardinals and the Colts. Uh, that's a quick 0-4, and, and that's, a, that's a hard hole for a middling to – Right. decent team to climb out of but i still uh i would put so if we had like three like total mab t-shirts to put i put uh two on this giants under and then i would put one on this redskins over i like it yeah i like it i feel good about that sweet brother uh it's been segment five of eight tackling nfc east we will get through all of them before the season kicks off and we're going to finish with uh we'll finish let's go ahead and plug it right now brother with the NFC North. I'm a Vikings fan. He's a Lions fan. That is going to be heated. That's a plug. We're up against it, as we always are. We are up against it. But so not much so up against content. it that I can't drop a quick little acapella air horn on you. Always time for those. Always time. We're worth you guys listening an extra 15 seconds to get that in there. Uh, all right. We're going to finish this motherfucker up. We're going to do our MVPs of the week. And we're going to go into a 60-second tale from the frat, and then we will do his sign-off, and then you will go back and you'll listen to other episodes, and we'll get you there fast-forward right now. And you'll tell a friend, and you'll tell then your you'll friends. you'll tell other friends. You'll shut it off and be like, what will happen? Then you'll go, get top shelf, act like it was low shelf, and to send us a tab for $36 for two glasses of wine. This is all <laughs> going to be what happens, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, who do you got for your MVP, brother? Uh, there's so many. There's so many mm-hmm. to choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about them actually at the top of the show. We are going to hit this. Oh, what do you got? Who do we talk about? Oh, I'm, I, so we talked about him in there at the top of the show. I'm going to talk about Chris Weber. Oh, nice. That's my nice. MVP. Real fast, we will give um, a little shout-out. In the Palm Springs Film Festival, uh, our guest from episode 16, and I know uh, – 
directed a piece that's going up there tonight, maybe oh. while we're doing this. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, shout out Joe Booth. Uh, Roni, uh, long-time listener since episode one. Uh, always send us notes and greats uh, produced on that. So Ooh. good luck to you guys. Oh, nicely done. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, all right, buddy. Who, who do you got? Chris Webber, right? Chris Webber, yes. Okay. Because uh, he, was, he was talking on the radio there, and uh, Coach Harbaugh called up and said, hey, I want you to come back to campus. And it's the first time that Chris Webber has been or will be back coming up in this, uh, this football season here. He's been back to Ann Arbor, A-squared. So I was very excited to hear about that because, like you said earlier at the top of the show, seeing Chris Weber come out and watching him and being a great fan of all of uh, Michigan basketball, all those moments, I'm happy to hear that he's coming back to the University of Michigan after uh, a not-so-nice not so, not so nice exit and uh, yeah. wiping away of his career stats. And he didn't even participate in the, the Fat Five documentary, which I was sad to hear. But mm-hmm. he's going to come back to Ann Arbor. Let bygones be bygones. I think he's going to be uh, an unofficial game captain. That's what they're saying right now for one of the games. So, Chris Weber, you are my MVP of the week. Well done, Chris Weber. Life's short. That's right. No need to keep the grudges. Like, just go back. Right, uh, exactly. Shake their hands, Chris Weber. Just do it. <laughs> Shake their hands. Take as many steps as you need to get to the center of that football field. Too soon? That was too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 I'm okay, brother. I want to talk to you about this, and I sent out a little text about it on our uh, on our friend thread. I'm giving my shout out. I, I couldn't get all their names, so I'm just going to give it to uh, the 1983 graduating class of Gonzaga Prep High School. There is a group of ten guys from that high school that have been playing the same game of tag for like 20 oh. years. And they made a movie out of this. And I will say, like, I saw this movie, like, uh, I think, like, three nights ago. And it made me think, of, like, for you guys, listeners, real fast, like, we call it the frat. It wasn't, like, an actual, like, fraternity. It was just, like, right. kind of this group of guys that were together, like. Uh, just like, a little ritual, ritualistic, light hazing. But other than that, just, no. <laughs> yeah, and everyone would participate. So it was, it was, right. it was a green light. But it was like around like I, I don't know when you first met like being everyone, but I think it was like I got there like 2008. But it was just kind of this awesome time, like this big group of friends. And after seeing the movie Tag, it was just like just like it didn't sound, seem like something crazy that our group of friends wouldn't do. Like even with like right. Smearing Off Ice and just like the little like bullshit game. So hats off to them for keeping that going. I'm glad they made a movie. Love the movie. No, that that, movie? that's you great. Know? I like it. I like it. And I heard it was good. Right, the movie was good. It was good. It was really, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, was that's, good. Like that's good. That's good. It might might have gotten a little dusty in that Ooh. theater at the very Oh, you know, speaking of dusty, can we get can we get an update on Field of Dreams watch? Can we get an, uh, a hashtag from Danny uh, on that? Find out yeah. what's going on with that. Danny, Danny if you're listening, back out. Are you okay? Maybe he's still like just kind of locked in a dark room, like crying, or maybe like I don't know, reached out to his dad. We'll see. I don't. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to see what happens. Hey, hey, son, if you're out there, it's <laughs> it's most awesome. It's okay. Come talk to us. Let us know. My door's always open. Hey, the door, door is always open at MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. That's Boom. that's the door we're talking about. That's like he kills those that's segues. That's oh. like he's the host. Perfect. Uh, finish with the 60 second tale from the frats. So, one thing I wanted to jump on back in May, uh, listener Stacy, listener Bing had their 10 year wedding anniversary. Congratulations on that. I had just moved to Los Angeles. So, all my frat brothers, I had just gotten the room in the frat so mm. the three of them it was a uh, listener joe listener trent and listener jim had two of those podcast guests already but they had traveled so my joke was 
I went to each of their rooms and took just kind of like a prized possession uh, and just I was just <laughs> naked and then I would just put that possession in front of my junk and then I took a picture and then changed their background wallpaper to so for Joe it was like me passing a basketball but I had like the bat and I had just like a camera and a self timer and sure. then like I took like Jim's guitar and I was like acting like I was playing his guitar and then uh, <laughs> I took a like Trent was like uh, he had like some gambling book so I just like had like the book over that the funny thing is is I Joe's computer, no problem getting on. Trent's computer, no problem getting on, changing the background. Uh, Jim's had like a password I couldn't get in. And I was like, uh, I got to get all these done. So like I spent like an hour and a half. I was just like, oh, like how am I, like how am I going to get on this? And then I was just like, oh, he's probably drunk right now. So I just called him. I was just like, hey, what's up, man? What's the password on your computer? He's just like, oh, like my password is. I was like, thanks, man. Like didn't, didn't ask you questions <laughs> at all. Like why I did it. Like I just right. jumped on. Um, oh, that's excellent. That was uh, excellent. <laughs> how long? How long did the did the wallpaper stay up on their computers? That's what I was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're like it, it went off pretty well, and they didn't see them all at the same time. Uh, I mean, I'm sure not a single one had a life over like 24 hours. Uh, you just you don't want to be looking at that. You would probably want to erase that memory from your brain. Uh, beautiful. This has beautiful. been I love it. episode 17. Jam packed, brother. Jam packed. That was fun. That was fun. Filled like, we... up to the brim. The cup spilleth over with sports oh. podcast needed every minute of that you guys can reach us at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com keep those emails coming in we'll read them on the air go ahead and search apple podcast for mab sports you'll see the little nintendo cartridge uh subscribe mabiar is still going on mabiar you just tell a friend that we've never met about the podcast have them subscribe we will buy your drinks where are we else on social media but twitter at mab underscore sports the gram the insta the ig mab underscore mm-hmm. sports killing it bro oh getting it done uh well thanks for your time brother always great to see you uh reach out to us guys subscribe like leave a little comments whatever you need to do it's episode 17 i am brandana sign yourself off most awesome in the vein of World Cup soccer, I'm going to give it to you. You've just listened to Most Awesome and Brandana Sports Broadcast. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I'm going to let every second of that play. I'll see you next week, buddy. Later. Hopefully, I didn't wake up the girls. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.